everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Friday night Bible study on talk shoot. Appreciate you folks being there in the chat room. It's a pleasure to see you guys there, and I hope you're doing well, each and every one of you. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well, Pastor, and I'm excited about the program tonight. Yeah, amen, brother. Amen. We will um, be getting into the program shortly. I want to make an announcement here before we get started. Um, folks, tonight will be the last program that we're going to have for the next week, um, but well, and I take that back, Lord, and, and this is not for sure, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you to check the schedule here on TalkShoe and see if Brother Kevin has it um, put up otherwise, but it, tentative plans are that tonight will be, um, after tonight, we'll have a program this coming Monday night, and then there will not be another program till the following Monday night, that's tentative plans um i'm going to be gone and um won't be no way to do anything without a computer and a telephone so that's the way that ball bounces so um that's tentative plans like i said just check here on the talk show on page sunday if you get time and check um next friday and sunday to make sure that it hasn't changed because it may change back if the weather turns bad then it will change back because um I'm going to the woods is where I'm going, and I will be gone for a little over a week. Anyway, enough of that. Brother David, if you would, open us in a word of prayer, brother. Certainly. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you again this evening, and with open hearts, with expectancy of heart and mind, we approach again your word, and we ask for your blessing, for your anointing, for the teaching by the Holy Ghost, to be spoken through Pastor Don by your word, that you would anoint us to hear, that you would anoint us to 
be changed by the word of God, that you would convict us, that you would give us wisdom, that you would impart to us greater gifts and clarity of mind and understanding of the word. And I pray for those who download that the spirit and presence of God would come upon them in a powerful way. And Lord, Holy Ghost, you know exactly in the name of Jesus what needs to be done in their life. And we pray for it to be initiated and started as they download and listen. And I pray that they keep coming in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, tonight we're going to pick up where we left off the other night with um, the early part of the 20th century. The other night um, we dealt a little bit with little Charlie Darwin and evolution and how it's um, had an effect on everything in the present and will continue to have an effect on down to the very last of the last days. A lot of this stuff we've dealt with in this six-part series has not seemed like it had anything to do with the Word of God. But looking back, if you see the direction that our people has turned, the way history has wound up until uh, the present, it, it takes a blind man not to be able to put the uh, dots together. And we're going to continue forward with that in a few minutes. But in Second Peter chapter uh, 3, Brother David's fixing to read there, we'll see what um, has ruled the roost for a long time, especially among the evolutionary teachers of education and everything. It's called uniformitarianism, and the Apostle Peter deals with this in Second Peter chapter 3. So if you would, Brother David, uh, just start reading at verse 1 in Second Peter chapter 3, and Certainly. I'll stop you where I need to. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Okay, that right there is called uniformitarianism, folks. That everything has just been the same and it's just getting older, you know, a little older and a little, a little older and a little older, but there's been no, nothing catastrophic happened in the past that's recorded. That's what evolution wants you to believe. They want to put all the catastrophism back millions of years ago, millions of years ago, just like the dinosaurs supposedly millions of years ago. Well, that they're fixing to have to bite a bullet on, on that one. One of, them, one of the brothers and a friend of mine, Brother Trey Smith, is going to be doing a video. Uh, it should be coming out in the next um, couple of weeks called Jurassic. The dinosaurs are young. Yes, all of them is going to be the name of it. I recommend it to each and every one of you. If you get an opportunity to see the trailer, go on YouTube and look. Just type in Jurassic and Trey Smith, and you can see where it's going. It's awesome. It's awesome. Because um, this, this just slams evolution in the face. And they've got a, a, 
a recorded conversation with one of the evolutionists on there, and he just practically admits that they're wrong if you listen to the, what the words he says. But anyway, this uniformitarianism, and Peter's going to go on and um, tell you about this. It says here, from the beginning of creation, they say everything remains the same. So, guy, where's the promise of his coming? So continue on, Brother David, verse 5. Verse 5, for this they willingly are ignorant of. Okay, that, now that right there is, is a kick. They are willingly ignorant. Unless, in other words, they have chosen to believe a lie contrary to the authority of the Word of God. See, that's the, they're willingly ignorant. Nothing about that preordained. They chose to be that way. That is what the word willingly means. Continue reading, Brother David. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Out of the water and in the water. All you got to do is go back to Genesis chapter 1, and it's plain as day. Mm-hmm. The water above the firmament, Yes. the water's below the firmament. Continue on, on, Brother David. Verse 6, whereby the world that when, or that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. Flood. No, no isolated flood. No, no, just, no, uh, just territorial flood. There's been territorial floods throughout the centuries and throughout the millennia, folks. All right. Well, if, if, that, if that was a local flood in Genesis chapter 10, then God's a liar because he said he put the rainbow in the sky and he would never again do the same thing he done back during Noah's day. Okay? That, that right there, I don't care how many rots you go to, I don't care how many some western China floods you find, I don't care. There's too much, there's, the evidence is overwhelming that it was a worldwide flood. And if you understand, then I have to I have to <laughs> I have to say guilty as charged myself. I've been guilty of it myself. But if you understand the actuality of the way the earth was formed in Genesis chapter 1. And here we're going to here we're going to get crazy again. But if you understand that the earth is an enclosed environment and you understand that it's on a plane, then you understand the water's below and the water's above. And you go back and read the flood account, you'll realize that the water's below came up and the windows of heaven were opened and it was a totally encompassing flood of the whole plane of the earth. Hey, I've been, folks, I bought into the same thing that every one of you has bought into more than likely 99.99% of you, okay? I was raised in the, in the same environment. I saw, I was taught the same things in school when it came to the, the, what the, the earth was like. And I understand people's um, running to defend the Word of God, to um, spiritualize or isogeese the passages in the Scriptures like where it talks about the ends of the earth 50 times 
and talks about the firmament 17 times. I understand the, the defense for Christian after being attacked from every direction to run to make the word of God. Well, really, the, it's not talking about the ends of the earth. Yes, it is. It's exactly, it's talking about exactly what it says. All right, period. The word uh, world here, of course, is a different word because it's Greek. It's cosmos. And there's uh, the definition here. The first is an apt and harmonious arrangement. That's totally a different thing. The second is ornament, decoration. That's a different thing. Number three, the world, the universe. Number four, the circle of the earth, the earth. Amen. The inhabitants of the earth. Amen. The human family. So there you can clearly see it's talking about the world, not an area of the world, not a plane, not a a, a singular place on the earth, but the world, the circle of the earth, not just part of it, the whole circle of the earth, and the inhabitants of the earth. Amen. So that's what he was talking about. Absolutely. No question. No question about it. The only question is people that have a different doctrine that they want to push, then they will go and try to find a another Greek word or another Hebrew word to put forth their idea. Folks, that's just using the word of God deceitfully, okay? And I, I can understand their confusion. Oh, absolutely. That. The, absolutely. The Hebrew is a little bit sort of, but if you... Put it in context of the entire word, then you should come out with the right word. You don't just change one verse because there's ten others that say something different. Amen, brother. But I can understand the confusion and the fact that these other races exist. Absolutely. And people have trouble that Noah would take them on the ship with him. (laughs) And he must have if it was the entire earth, right? (laughs) That's correct. That's correct. I mean, it's hard, but you've got to understand that this book's about the generation of who? The generation. Uh, what, that's exactly correct. And you, and like I've made mention many, many, many times before in the thousands of hours that I've talked on here, that he makes reference to other races in passing just because they happen to yes. flop on the scene, Okay. Just like anybody would write, writing a treatise or anything. And that's the way you have to look at this thing, folks. I mean, I've got my own questions about certain stuff. I'm not sure about everything. I don't have this book down pat. All right? I don't. I have questions about some things. I mean, I was suckered into this, the world's a globe spinning around at 1,000 miles an hour, going around through us. So I bought into all that stuff, Okay? Because I didn't know any better. And I ran to defend the Word of God myself. And you'll hear that in some of the prior programs. All right? You'll hear me do that. I was wrong. All right? But now that I see I was wrong, I'm admitting I was wrong. All right? And I'm telling you the reason for it. Because that's all I knew. I had no idea. If I would have if I would have stuck true to the, my guns, claiming to be a biblical literalist, I would have stuck to my guns and not faded off to the right or, or you know deeded to one side or the other. But I didn't to defend the word of God. See, the motive was right, the motive in the heart was right, but it was wrong. 
There's and that, let that be a lesson to you and to people that you probably go and listen to. Okay. If they're not willing to admit they were wrong when when given the evidence, I'm telling you, folks, you better be careful. You better be careful. And like I said, in, pre, in some of the previous earlier programs, I went that direction, but I told you, I just, I'm just i going to repeat myself again. The motive was right, but I was wrong in doing it, all right? Made my own self out a liar. Oh, yeah, this, this is a common thing, and I'm so glad you can just freely say it. Because, you know, since I, I, I became born of, you know, regenerated, born again, back in 1978, I've changed my stance on dozens of things right over that course of time and i'm sure it's the same with everyone unless they're not growing and they just remain big fat babies drinking milk all their life amen brother because as you grow in the lord you understand things more deeply and more intently and this is a, a treasure to be able to admit to certain things. And, that, hey, let's get to the truth here. This is the truth. I was wrong on this issue, so I'm man enough. I'm mature enough. I can grow. I can go on with it. How many other preachers do you hear saying that? Yeah. Almost none. I don't think I've heard one. Maybe I have, but I'm glad you can say it. Well, I don't have any problem saying it, brother, because my 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 intent is wholeheartedly wholeheartedly for the truth. And this Amen. book is my life. This book has been my life for over 40 years. And um, false doctrine, if it's brought to, if the Holy Spirit opens my eyes, I don't have any problem admitting that I was wrong. Period. And, I, and if I ever get to that point, I want you to reach down after presented with the evidence that's clear if I ever get to that point, and you're listening to me, to where I will not investigate the facts, then you can reach down and click me and click me off and don't ever come back again because you'll know Brother Don is gone crazy. <laughs> so you just remember I said that. It's, uh, it's recorded now, so you can stick it in front of my face if I ever decide to do differently. All right? But anyway, the flood. Over the whole earth, these people were willingly ignorant, uniformitarianism, all right, against catastrophism. And catastrophism has taken a back seat in, in the last two, 200 years, but it's starting to um, make a rebound, but in the wrong way. Anyway, this has to do with the evolutionary mindset, folks, okay? And another thing I need to mention about this, this uh, enclosed earth model, this biblical model of the earth. I'll tell you this from, from the absolute, this is the way the, the, the Word of God lays it out from Genesis to Revelation. It's a plain, an enclosed plain, okay? With a flat surface, what's under and it's something uh, there's something underneath because it also backs up a hollow earth model as well. From Genesis to Revelation, if you just accept what it says in the clear statements where it says it, and don't do like I did and run to defend the word. The word of God don't need defending, really, folks. It stands. It'll stand when the world's on fire. Heaven and earth shall pass away, 
but my words, W-O-R-D-S, shall not pass away. Amen. Okay. The evolutionary model, the uniformitarianism model, Peter says they're willingly ignorant. Keep on reading, brother, and let's read what brother Peter Verse 7. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So once it it once by water, next by fire. That's simple. That's plain. And the second uh, Second Thessalonians is plain about this judgment of fire that's coming. Go ahead, brother. Verse eight. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing: that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Okay. I want you folks to pay close attention to what Peter just said here. I've watched people. And I, I and I was and I came up with a Bible teacher that did exactly what I'm fixing to tell you. All right, they took this to mean exactly one day meant exactly a thousand years, but that's not what Peter said. That's not what Peter said. You see that little word as as a thousand years. It could be a little less or it could be more. As is a similitude. Like, like. Something can be like something, but not identical. You understand what I'm saying, Brother David? I certainly do, yes. It's that, not an exact number down to the hour. Oh, the thousand has come. That's right. There is not like, that's not what Peter's, Peter's not saying one day is exactly a thousand years. He's saying it is as a thousand years, all right? And a thousand years is as one day. Similitude, similitude, similitude. That's what he's saying. Go ahead, brother, verse 9. And it's also with the Lord, right? Absolutely. In in the spirit world, in other words, the time isn't the overbearing factor. There is no time. Almost not important. Well, there is no time. And and there's coming a time in the book of Revelation where time is no more. There will be no more time. In other words, yeah, the veil, the veil of, will drop, the veil will come down, and everything will be as it is in eternity. All right? Amen. There will be no time. All right? So, so in the spirit world, my understanding, tell me what you think. You know, a lot of people are on this prophecy time clock thing. Oh, wow. I used, not, I used to be one of them, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. I kind of was there, too. But now I see it's more a, an event-driven thing. Mm-hmm. Of course you it think? is. Of course yeah, okay. it is, brother. Of course it is. You there's a there is a study to be done, and I don't know anybody else that's there that has has done the study. And I've made mention a few programs ago that I was going to do it. I don't know when I'm going to do it. Maybe somebody else can take up the mantle. But if you study the times appointed of the Lord, mm-hmm. there's something there. All right. And and it's all in the Father's hands. It, it's it's the cards that He holds close to His vest. Another reason you know that it's a thousand years is not exactly one day, or one day exactly is a thousand years, is because the Lord Himself tells you in Matthew twenty four that the days are shortened. Oh yeah. He 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 comes and tells you the days are shortened for the elect's sake. So yeah. that, that just shoots your thousand year day down. Yes. Right there. 
And and the genius that I studied under didn't even catch it, okay? <laughs> he didn't even catch it. The people get this, they get zeroed in on trying to teach one thing. And like I said, I've been there. Hey, I came up during the era of 88 reasons why the Lord's coming back in 1988, okay? I oh, came yeah. up in that, in that, during that period of time, <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. And, um, and then... I've heard every prediction. I've looked at every timeline. I've looked at throughout the last 40 years, everybody coming to these conclusions when the Lord plainly tells you that nobody knows but the Father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, that's, that's okay. um, done, been there and done that and ain't never going back, never again. Go ahead, brother, verse 9. Verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, folks, that's that's all should come to repentance during Peter's day. That's all should come to repentance during Ignatius's day. That's all that should come to repentance during Justin Martyr and Polycarp's day. That's that all should come to repentance in Irenaeus' day. That's that all should come to repentance in Eusebius and Augustine's day. That's that all should come to repentance in Martin Luther's day. You want me to go on? Isn't that wild? John Spears' day, too. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? See, when you look at the Word of God, actually what it's saying, folks, and you don't try to read into it, it says something totally different. Says some, and the praetors sure don't like what I just got through saying. Not the full-blown praetorist. Anyway, go ahead, brother. Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? I'll tell you exactly why. Because the majority of people don't believe the book. They don't believe it. I mean, you, you say you believe it, but do you act like it? Do you obey it? See, I'm not going to get off like I did on the rant like I did in, in Luke chapter 4. Folks, I have to deal with this myself. And the Spirit of God say, so you say you believe it, huh? How about this? Have you got that taken care of? What about this? Do you have this taken care of? Say, I come under the same conviction by the Spirit of God when I'm preaching as if the Spirit of God dwells in you, you should come under conviction. All right? I preach my own self under conviction because I know how wicked I am. I know how that carnal nature and that old nature raises its ugly head where you have to be in a constant state of repentance. So if you had not got to that point, you need to check your own self whether the Spirit of God even dwells in you or not. Paul said if the Spirit of God's not in you, none of his. I made mention of that the other night in Luke chapter 4. 
Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, to examine yourself, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not? Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates. One of the best ways of understanding that is the conviction of the Spirit of God. That's why these programs that you tune into here are different and stand out from all the rest because this is no different than a preaching and teaching service on a Sunday morning at the First Baptist Church of Denver, Colorado, okay? Or the First Assembly of God, or you just name it. You might not think so, but that's exactly what they are. And until you get to where you treat it like that, then ain't much the Spirit can do with you. Anyway, continue on, brother. Verse 12, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, Okay, I don't, I don't know if you folks can... I want you to read verse 11 and 12, Brother David, and I want you okay. to tell me what the difference is. No, well, wait, read from verse 10 down to verse 12. I'm going to see if you see a difference. Okay. Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God? Well, the day of God and the day of the Lord, wherein the heaven being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Absolutely a difference. Of course there's a difference. One's a day of God's wrath. Mm-hmm. This is the day of God's wrath, the day of God, that's mm-hmm. talked about in the Old Testament so, so, so many times. Anyway. The first is the return of the Lord. That's exactly what it is in Second Thessalonians chapter 2. It's, it's just as plain as day, folks. I'm not the one that put the different Greek words in there, okay? Argue with the one, I'll argue with the one that wrote it. <laughs> don't argue with me. I know they don't line up. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to reconcile the scriptures. You can't take the one you want and say the other one's no good. That's what happens out there amongst internet teachers. They'll take one and won't stop to reconcile the one that contradicts the one that they're taking. I just reconciled it and didn't change a thing. Go they read do that it. because they say there's thousands of errors in the King James Bible. Well, of course they so do. So they're brother. the ones that can correct them all, right? That, that's, they, they're, they're their own little G-God. They wind, that's what they wind up being. The Word of God don't contradict, folks. For those of you that's been with me for any length of time, we haven't come across one thing yet that contradicted anything else in the Scripture. Not one single time. 
Usually the problem is us in our ability to speak the English language. These men who wrote in King James were highly educated men, and the level of the English language among the educated and the nobility at that time was probably at the height of the ability and the ability to describe and to write and to be artistic and to convey ideas in English. It was never better. Well, of course. Nowadays, our English ability is far less, and people don't understand the, the old English, which was, the, this isn't the old of the old English, but the King James English, they, they have a problem with it. Well, I've, I've, I've made this statement many, many times before, that none of the philosophy from the 1600 onward had set in yet. You didn't have secular humanism. You didn't have an atheistic movement, okay? You didn't have <laughs> evolutionary minds. You didn't have all these thoughts out there that you've had since the King James Bible was put out, folks. That all came later. See, in your mind, you think you're looking back, looking back through those centuries of philosophy and, and science falsely so-called, you're looking back through the effect that they had on the way people think, see? Where the Father, setting out in eternity, he watched them put the words down. Now, did he or did he not? Does he not know everything from the beginning to the end? Was not our Lord crucified before the foundation of the earth? Or was yes, he or was amen. he not? Well, then the yes. Father set up in eternity and watched the words of God be penned. Reckon he could have had some influence if he wanted to? Oh, certainly. Absolutely. Especially since he holds it of um, his name, his word above his name. That's correct. So, everybody wants to talk about all the errors. Well, who's ultimately the one in charge of it? I'll rest my case. Anyway, enough about that. So that's one. Uh, that's okay, oh, brother. Sorry. You don't need to go any further because you're going to get into the Apostle Paul. We don't want to get there. Oh. I'll be there for the next two hours. <laughs> anyway, this is what this was all about up above here, folks, was Unitarianism and, and Peter's slam against it even back then. All right? And the difference between the day of the Lord and the day of God, the day of God's wrath and the second coming. All right? They don't know the time period in between there. We'll, we'll tackle that one when we get to the book of Revelation, all right? And also the book of Daniel. But anyway, enough about the evolutionary stuff. We move into the 20th century, and I told you at the end of the last program that astronomy, nothing wrong with astronomy, nothing wrong with science, if it's true science, folks. Paul warns you in 1 Timothy chapter 6, to beware of vain babblings and the opposition of science falsely so-called. You'll not find it in any other translation but a King James Bible. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. But anyway, we're going to get off that subject for a second. So the Wright brothers start, they come up with an airplane. Well, just a little bit previously... I don't know how many of you people know about this, but check it out. I'm not making it up. All across some parts of Europe and the United States from about 18, 
65 to to the to the turn into the 20th century there were a lot of the newspapers reporting people seeing things in the air then nothing like they started seeing later which we'll get to but there's newspaper reports after newspaper reports from California to Texas to Montana all over the United States of people seeing something flying in the air Back right before the turn of the into the twentieth century, I wonder where they come from. I wonder what they were. Go back and look up some of the reports. Check check me out. Don't you believe a word I'm saying? Well, they sure didn't come. They sure didn't come from outer space. <laughs> they sure ain't no alien from another planet. That's for sure. So where did it come from? Remember what I said the other night? If you caught what I said, I'll reiterate it if you didn't. Extra-dimensional stuff is spirit and bone. No blood. Disappear and appear at will. The nuts and bolts stuff that's not explained is from under your feet. That's where it's from. You remember me making this statement throughout the last two years? A third of the angels fell. Only 200 Got judged. Where's the other? Where's the rest of the third of the host of heaven? Remember, I keep asking that question and never do answer it, huh? Trying to get you to think where they at. <laughs> where they at? They didn't disappear. They didn't get judged. They didn't get bound. Their motives are bad. They're bad dudes. Where they at? Think about it. Think about it. Anyway, the Wright brothers start the airplane deal. And so the eyes that look toward the skies now, they have something different in their mind. There's something different because it becomes commonplace over the next 25 years, 30 years, for airplanes to be in the sky. So when people look in the sky, it's not just to look up and see a bird or a dirigible, or a, some kind of hot air balloon, just to see airplanes. It affects the mind, is, what I'm, is the point I'm trying to make. That's where the mind starts changing toward things in the sky, as at the turn of the 20th century. And then, in the next 20 years, you have the Great War. You have... The, the founding, the final institution of the Federal Reserve Act in the United States of America. Now money is a deal. Now money's a big deal. Our people still getting killed off right and left. That's the way it's always us. It's always us cutting each other's throat, slashing and killing our brothers. That's the way it's been. Then now money becomes a big deal. Earlier in the history of the United States, we had presidents that fought against it. Andrew Jackson being the main one. But it gets slipped in on Jekyll Island, off the coast of a southern state, off the coast of Georgia. 
and the Federal Reserve Act is rammed through illegally in the United States, and then the spiritual New New Jerusalem starts going downhill. Then the Great War, the First World War. The war to end all wars is what they said back then. Comes to a stalemate, and Germany goes into destitution with reparations. Totally destroying our brothers and sisters over there financially. You see, you, are you starting to see the spiritual attack on the kid? How the spiritual attack keeps coming on us? I know the other races, India, China. I know they have their ups and downs and up and down, but not like us. <laughs> not like our race. And it's not just because that that we're just thinking about our history. No conceited facts or conceited. Um, Thoughts to where we just concern ourselves with us because I've looked at all of it. All right? Sure, they get bad rulers and good rulers, and they'll have they'll cut each other's throat a few times, but it's never a big, grand deal like it is with us. We're always trying to annihilate each other, okay? Whether the Jews behind it or not. So now... The money takes, the money deal gets stuck in, all right? And later on comes the IRS, your Nina, voluntary, later on, supposedly voluntary. Check it out now, see how voluntary it is. Anyway. We come through the Great War, the war to end all wars, like I said, totally devastates Germany. Then we move on up into 1920s. Those airplanes keep on okay, keep on getting better and better. And then in 1928, a guy named Admiral Byrd takes his first flight down to the South Pole, to the Antarctic. Just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. I'm, I'm not going to try to push the uh, enclosed earth model all that much. I'm just telling you it's going to play a part in the great, in the strong delusion in the end. That's the point I'm trying. That's the reason, the reason I'm bringing it up as much as I am, folks. I didn't have, I wouldn't even have thought this two months ago. Wouldn't even have entered my mind. But I'm telling you, it's going to be a four, it's going to be a four pronged delusion. It's not going to be just one thing. It's going to come from different directions. This is my opinion, and I think the scriptures will back me up. But anyway, Bird goes down there, and then they start make they start taking trips down there. Then World War II happens. All right, in the early part of the of World War II, there's a battle that takes place out there where Brother Jason lives in California called the Battle of Los Angeles. I don't know how many thousands of rounds were fired into the sky. They thought that the Japanese were there. Go read about it yourself if you've never heard of it. It's not some fairy tale. It's a fact. It's a historical fact. Don't believe me? Go get the Los Angeles Times and read it yourself. What were they shooting at? What was all them artillery rounds that fell back and, and killed some of the people in Los Angeles? What were they shooting at? 
Remember, this is the early 40s that this takes place. Something in the sky. People looking in the sky differently now. All right? Not just because they're looking up not just to see birds and clouds and looking at the stars. They're looking and seeing other things. The Battle of Los Angeles, check it out yourself. If I could read coherently, I'd pull it up and read it myself. Should have went ahead and pulled it up and you let Brother David read, but I, but I didn't. Anyway, I'm not going into historical detail about the war and about the Jews, all that junk. Folks, y'all, y'all hear that ad nauseum, okay? There's enough people out there that deals with the flesh and blood aspect of history with the Rothschilds, all that stuff. You shouldn't have to hear it but one time and check it out and put it in your back pocket. I should nobody should have to harp about that stuff over and over and over and over again. Okay? You that come to this program, I'm sure you know that's true. You know what the Lord said? He said, fear not them that can kill the body. In other words, let me uh, allegorize this a little bit, okay? Don't only fear him that can kill the, them that can kill the body, talking about the material things of this world. But fear him who can kill both body and soul in hell. You know, of all the people that taught about not looking to the future and anti-worldliness, guess who it was? It wasn't Brother John. It wasn't even Brother Paul. It was the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Oh, I just read the Gospels and I got the red letter edition. That's all. I don't pay no attention to more letters of Paul. No. The Lord was the hardest case on laying up treasures on this earth against it and warned than any of the apostles were. <laughs> Why do you think Brother Don screams and hollers about it all the time? You see, if you don't, you say, what's that got to do with what you're talking about? This whole world lies in wicked, lies in the evil one. That's what the book says. See, once you understand that you wrestle not against flesh and blood, you can fight all the Jews down here, all the hook nose and all the pawn shop brokers and bankers, all you want to, folks. The course is set, and the times are appointed. Your wrestling is not against the flesh and blood. There you go, talking about that old spiritual stuff. We ought to be doing something about these. I didn't say you weren't supposed to do something about them if you could. How many times have you heard Brother Don say, give me a Bible and I'll preach, give me a gun and I'll fight? And anybody that knows me knows I mean every word I'm saying. Just telling you what's the most important. 
throughout the ages, all the way back to 1500, there has been a slow, like boiling the frog in water. It didn't have nothing to do with the money and the Jew. It had to do with their daddy. He hates us. His flesh and bone compadres hate us because we were made in the image of a father. And the father's plan is for us, not for them. Probably got something to do with the rebellion. I don't know that for a fact. It's in some of the extra canonical literature, but I don't hardly ever quote that stuff. Not that particular stuff. It's you they hate. That's the reason it's always us killing each other. They're foot soldiers, of course. They have a they have a part in it. But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. See, you can run and try to change the scriptures all you want to. You ain't gonna do nothing with it. Let's try to make a liar out of God. That's the reason we're dealing with this subject. That's why all the admonitions against this world over and over and over again, this world system, this the, the God of this world is not the foot soldier. It's not the hook nose. The God of this world is the devil, is the daddy and his compadres, the archons, the exousius, the cosmocraticos that whisper in the ears. See. That's the reason your prayer if you would if you centered your prayer life and give the it's like it's like giving the Lord let me how you I'm gonna be try to be reverent here in what I'm fixing to say. I know the Lord don't depend on us for anything, all right? Don't get me wrong on what I'm fixing to say. But there's a reason that you were admonished by the Apostle Paul and the Apostle James to pray continuously, pray without ceasing. James says the the righteous the reverent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. It's like your obedience gives the Lord. It's like it's like some cosmic chess match. In other words, it gives the Lord, if everybody is praying against the right thing, it lets the Lord say, okay, my move, not yours, in, in the so-called cosmic chess match. That's the reason Paul says what he says in Ephesians 6.12 and also in 2 Corinthians. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means fleshy. Okay? Got to do with the mind, the inward man, the inward man, the inward man. Because that's all that's going to last is the inward man. The outward man perishes. Goes back to the dirt. Full of sin. Though our outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. (laughs) 2 Corinthians 4. So, it's a spiritual battle. 
against spiritual beings that are more and more and more with the decline of true Bible-believing Christianity are becoming more prevalent and more prevalent into this realm because of the people that don't believe, because of the remnant. There's a less and less remnant all the time, folks. I was talking to Brother Kevin. We were talking about these matters last night on the telephone. Yeah, and and I, and I'll reiterate the the theory. I have a theory, and I, I mentioned it on one of the prior programs. During the this uh, this age of faith has been in believing in what you can't see. Remember what the Lord told Thomas. Thomas, you believe because you've seen, but more blessed are those that believe that have not, that will not see. That's the reason the just shall live by faith. That was the reason for the Reformation with Martin Luther. Not believing in what you could get your hands on, not like a bunch of rosary beads and a bunch of... um, Samaramus is stuck up on the wall, supposedly the mother of God, blasphemous. But there's something about in the and I now I, I actually believe this is true. There's there is something in our genetic code that is a frequency that has to do with belief. I believe that. They back it up with Scripture. I can't. I'll be the first to admit it. But the way things degenerate, it seems like the two are tied together. Christ, in two places, in Luke and in Matthew, said it is impossible that offenses, they're going to come. But woe to the man to whom they come. You hear me quoted all the time. Never hear anybody else say anything about it. What the Lord is telling you there is degeneration is going to happen, but it's going to be individually and it's going to be a choice. That's got I didn't say anything about salvation, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about something else. But anyway, the more people that Quit, they quit during, during um, for the last 2,000 years, there was a, a time called the Dark Ages, all right? When the mother whore had rule and reign and a, and a stranglehold on Christianity. That's why today, whenever in quote-unquote mainstream, when anybody says the church, they immediately think Catholic because of the 1.6 billion Catholics in the earth that the old whore still has control over, all right? But during the Dark Ages, there was still a a strong belief in supernatural things, okay? At the Reformation with Martin Luther and John Calvin, things became more secular. I mean, I know it's kind of, it seems like an oxymoron because the just shall live by faith and things got better. So I guess that means that those things don't exist. You see what I'm saying? That it was a more secular way of looking at things, where before it was different. 
I mean, it's the Lord that just was casting out demons right and left. It was the Apostle Paul that was casting out demons right and left. Did you think the demons went away? Do you think they just disappeared with the death, burial, and resurrection? There's not a single quotation verse anywhere that says that they cease to be just because our Lord resurrected. We, get, we have power over them, but they didn't disappear. They're just as prevalent today as they were then. Anyway, through the dark ages, they ran rampant, all right? To where the Catholic Church had to even institute exorcisms. But after the Reformation, things changed. It was more of a pragmatic look. A more of a, well, they just, if we don't believe it, they're not real. And therein comes my theory. The more, and, and we, we, were, we were the power in the world. The, the white Christian nations were the power. Christianity was on, was on in, in its heyday from the Reformation forward. Lands were conquered. Civilization started to a peak. Spirituality, real spirituality, reigned supreme in homes. All kind of stuff. But there's been a downturn. And the downturn started. I started it back in the past. went all the way back to Genesis to start this series. And I brought it all the way through. And like I told you two or three times, and I'm going to say it another time, this is not an in, this is not an in-depth study on this series. There's many things that somebody could add in and, and, and really tie it down with dates and certain things. This is an overview. But what back to what I'm saying. There's something about belief. Have you ever counted how many times the word believe is in the New Testament? See, that's not that's not a head belief. That's an 18-inch drop belief. Because the devils, they believe in God and tremble. That don't do them no good. Therefore, it's not a head belief. It is a heart belief. So the less heart belief that comes forward, the more head belief becomes apparent amongst our people. And they start turning to different things. And all the time, that's the direction that the enemy is trying to push our people in. To forget about the supernatural acts of the Father. Forget about the death, burial, and resurrection, which was the greatest supernatural thing that ever happened. That just what blows me away among some of the so-called ambiguous brethren out there. They'll, they'll say, oh yeah, there was a resurrection, but that's it. Then the rest is pure pragmatic, pure materialistic. And I'm telling you, the materialistic leads to material, the materialistic pragmatic way of thinking leads to the shape we're in today. 
when you're not trusting God for your next meal, when you're not trusting God to pay the rent, when you're not trusting God for this, you don't trust God, period. You'll convince yourself that you trust Him in your soul, but in reality, you don't. How do I know that's true? Been there and done that. I've had all that stuff. The one that can have all that stuff and still be the same as they were before they had it? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm sure they're there somewhere. And I'll assure you from past experience, Speaking of myself, you can sure talk yourself into claiming that you're one of those. Trust me. I've done it. Prone to wander. Lord, I know it. Prone to leave the one I love. Anyway, shifting gears. If you noticed all the supernatural things out there today, that would have been hilarious. Just a joke to everybody 20 years ago. Just 20 years ago. Wouldn't have gained any steam at all. To now, it's, it's commonplace. It's, every, it's all over everywhere. All over the internet. All over television. And I don't watch TV. I just hear about what people talk about. It's on it. And check out some of the stuff on Google to check where the programs are. There's a growth. In that type of supernatural stuff, okay? Not the supernatural acts of the Lord, but the supernatural acts of the pantheon of little g-gods because they're being invigorated by belief. And that's what a point I was trying to get across. Without the belief, they have to back up into their dimension. But with the belief, there's something there that draws them out. That's a theory, folks. Because our whole New Testament is about belief, 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 belief. So you just flip that over to the pantheon of little g-gods and demons. What does that do? Hmm? Think about it. Think about it if what I'm saying is just absolutely crazy or may have some merit. Anyway, put that aside. So we defeat our brethren again, slaughtering me. All you have watched Hailstorm, I'm sure. If you haven't, I recommend each and every one of you watch it and see how that we can kill our own brother and slit his throat and not think twice about it and justify it. It, it's, it. And you've got to know something's behind it, all right, other than just human nature, necessarily. Necessarily, I said. Has to be some whispering somewhere for that kind of wickedness. And then, and then in 1945, the war is over. And what do they do? Remember what happened back in 1928? <laughs> oh, they send old Admiral Byrd back again. What's he looking for? What's he What's he going down there to find? 
in the Antarctic. After the war, they sent not only him down there, but they sent a whole squadron of battleships, fleet of airplanes, helicopters, troops. Where are they going? What are they going down there for? What are they going? As scientists, go check out and come to your own conclusions on Operation on Operation High Jump. Come to your own conclusions. Then don't even try to say it didn't happen. It's just. Of course, you can go watch the go watch the interview with Admiral Byrd by the uh, uh, what do you call him the journalist. Watch what he says. You think I'm making this stuff up? You think it's all crazy? Go listen to what Byrd says to the journalist. You can find it on YouTube. The interview with Byrd. He was planning on going back. Now nobody goes down there. Why? What did they find? What did they find? Don't know. Got a pretty good guess. Some of you that's probably been studying this. Oh, by the way, Brother David, while I'm talking, I want you to, since you, I know you've got your concordance up, so I want you to type in, the face of the deep is frozen. I think it's in the book of Job. I'm not sure what chapter. Okay. The face of the deep is frozen. Right. Okay. Right. But um, I'm sure some of you folks, since I brought out this enclosed earth, my life checked some of the stuff out just by curiosity. Hey, you will you but will you look like a fool? Of course you will. Will you be the minority? Absolutely. But you'll be scriptural. See? Now what? Choose ye this day whom you will serve. <laughs> You'll be scriptural from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. And all those people that claim to be Bible believers will not be scriptural. Which one do you want to be? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews 11, 6. <laughs> Be ridiculed. Can you stand it? Well, then what in the world makes you think that you, if somebody was going to persecute you for your belief in the death, burial, and resurrection, what makes you think you could stand it then? The world's never been right, folks. That's why all the admonitions to hate it and go against it and not be conformed to it. The majority's never been right. It's always been a remnant. To a great degree, except for that short period of time we were talking about while about a while ago. And you, how do you know that it was good? Because the Lord blessed it by their fruits. You shall know them. <laughs> okay, all that conspiracy crap. Some see you, when you get conspiracy minded, folks, you'll start finding conspiracy in everything. You've got to be careful. Moderation. Moderation. There's some people that think Francis Bacon wrote the King James Bible, him and Shakespeare, which is ludicrous. Yeah, that's where they get, they slam the book all the time. They hear, they get so conspiratorial minded they think everything's a conspiracy. When the great conspiracies in Psalms two, I've told you that we started at the program this series mentioned in Psalms chapter two. That's the conspiracy you need to be concerned with. 
You find it, Brother David? Yes, I did. Is it in the book of Job? Yeah, Job 38, verse 30. Okay, that, by the way, Job 38 is the Lord himself speaking. Go ahead and read the um, verses 25 through 30, brother. Okay. Verse 25, chapter 38. Oh, wait, just before you start, stop reading, let me, let me set the table. Folks, if you study, study, go check out the facts on this, okay? Hey, if you can prove that I'm wrong, if you can prove the Bible wrong, get in touch with me and prove me. But don't try to use anything that NASA's got or the government says or the military says to prove me wrong, okay? I want you to prove me wrong with the Word of God if you're a Bible-believing Christian. Or get some carnal facts and prove me wrong. See, I already know you can't do it because I done checked it all out myself. But do try, try, prove it to yourself. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. See, obey the scripture, be a Bible believer. But don't profess to be a Bible believer. And once the facts are presented and you can't overthrow them, you just go along to get along. The Lord says about those people in Revelation chapter 3, he'll spew them out of his mouth. I would you were either cold or hot. But because you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Anyway, if you've studied this, you're going you're gonna to find out that around all the, the deep that's on the firmament, that's under the firmament, there's ice surrounding it. Totally. All the way around. That's the reason nobody can fly over Antarctica or the North Pole. There is no 360-degree airplane flights. Antarctica is just, just part of what holds the waters that are below the firmament in place. Prove it with the Scripture. I'm fixing to. I'm fixing to. I don't have to listen to what anybody says on a YouTube clip. It's in the book. <laughs> it's in the book. Go ahead and read, Brother David. Job thirty-eight twenty-five. Who hath divided a water course for the overflowing of waters, or a way for the lightning of thunder, to cause it to rain on the earth, where no man is, on the wilderness, wherein there is no man, to satisfy the desolate and waste ground, and to cause the bud of the tender herb to spring forth. Hath the rain a father, or who hath begotten the drops of dew? Out of whose womb came the ice, and the hoary frost of heaven, who hath gendered it? The waters are hid as with a stone, and the face of the deep, is frozen. Do you know what we would be the face of the deep? <laughs> Anything that runs into something else runs into it with its with the face of itself. Okay. You you see that, brother David? Yes, we always call it like the face of the sea, the face of the water. That's right. Uh, and the, you know where a boat meets the water, the face of the water. That's right. And the face of the deep is frozen. <laughs> ah, yes. Read the verse below it, too, brother. 
I'll actually, yeah, uh, I'll read verse 32 as well. Canst thou bind the sweet influences of Pallades or loose the bands of Orion? Canst thou bring forth Maseroth in his season? Or canst thou guide Arcturus with his sons? Yeah, I was talking to Brother Kevin about that last night. Go ahead. Okay, verse 33. Knowest thou the ordinances of heaven? Canst thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? Canst thou lift up thy voice to the clouds, that abundance of waters may cover them, or cover thee, sorry? Canst thou send lightnings, that they may go and say unto thee, Here we are. Who hath put wisdom in the inward parts, or who hath given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds in wisdom, or who can stay the bottles of heaven? When the dust groweth into hardness, and the clods cleave fast together, wilt thou hunt the prey for the lion, or will the appetite of the young lions? When they couch in their dens, and abide in the covert to lie in wait, who provideth? for the raven his food when his young ones cry unto God they Folks, wander let me, let me, this, is, this is the Lord speaking okay he's asking Job these questions it starts out with him telling to Job to gird up his loins like a man doesn't it brother David <laughs> yes it's the Lord speaking to Job out of the whirlwind go ahead brother which is a whole different story for another time, that whirlwind deal. Go ahead, brother. When his young ones cry unto God, they wander for lack of meat at the end. Okay. But now you ought to go read that whole chapter, folks. Job's the first book, this oldest book in the Bible. It, it's older than Genesis. All right? Very scientific book. <laughs> Ah, yes. Who has hid the treasures of the snow? One of the verses there it talks about in verse 38 or 39. I forget which chapter it is, 38 or 39. Anyway, the face of the deep is frozen all the way around. Look at a U.N. flag. It's right there in front of you. It, it, it's stuck in front of you. I know, they're talking about a conspiracy. But the thing about it, it's not, this is one of the easiest conspiracies to keep a conspiracy, folks, because of the location. If you think about it. You study it out. Like I said, prove it to yourself. Don't you believe a word I'm saying. And whatever you do, don't you just believe it because everybody else does. Don't you defer to authority to prove your point when the authority is godless. That's the point I'm trying to make. Don't you ever get to that point to where you defer to the majority to save face and take sides against the book. You will be held accountable for it. You will be held accountable for it. Especially now that you've been presented with the facts. You might have had to let, I might have had, you might have had 
Some of us might have had a leg to stand on because we were ignorant and lied to. But once you're presented with the facts, then you're endowed with the task of searching out the truth of the matter. You see what I'm saying? To whom much is given, much is required. So as best is within you, the best as you can do, as the old nigga says, figures it out the best ways you can. But in the end, you better take God for what he said. Because that book's what's going to judge you in the last day. So anyway, Bird goes down there, Operation High Jump. And there's all kind of stuff supposedly happened. Some try to make it, you know, Hitler's got a base down there and all this stuff. Eh, possibly. Don't know. But there's a reason. Folks, there's a reason that you just can't take, like I mentioned the other night, 50, say you are 15, 20, 30 million dollars. You just decide, well, I'm going to go down there and prove it. No, you won't. Why? Why would they care whether you died on the ice or not? <laughs> oh, there must be. Just go ahead and make up excuses. There's a reason. There's a reason. Because this world's enclosed. Don't believe your lying eyes. Let somebody tell you that 3 plus 4 equals 8.5 times N plus D equals a pig in the mud. That's how stupid some of their made-up science is and some of their stupid mathematics that one person makes up and, and everybody starts believing it because if he, he'll make it up to justify what he's saying. That's what the idiot did back in 1500. That's what a lot of them do. That's what the, the idiot G. Weinstein did. They make it up as they go, folks. It's wordsmanship. It's wordsmanship. Hey, you can't pay thirty thousand dollars for a college education if they if they just come, if a doctor comes in and tells you if your stomach hurts, take a pill. He's got to give this wordsmanship. They invent these words that sounds oh it oh look how smart he is. See, and then you pay and get an education to learn how to pronounce those words and take their definition of them. And like P.T. Barnum said, there's a sucker born every minute. And oh, have we ever been, I said we ever been guilty of deferring to the authority or the majority for what we believe, folks. Don't ever do that. You have a book that is a precious gift from the Father with the commands in the front of it, in the middle of it, and in the end of it. The very last chapter, not to mess with it and not to change it. And and the longest chapter in the whole book is about his word. And with the commands over and over and over again to read it, study it, read it, and study it. See, you study it because you've got to study it. That's not a suggestion. Because for new revelation from the Holy Spirit, you have to study it. And if you want to be shown where you were wrong by taking 
what the majority said or what your deference to another authority said, you'll study the book. Like the Thessalonians, like the, um, um, oh my goodness, now it skips on, oh man, hmm. not Thessalonians, it was the um, uh, Bereans, Acts chapter 17, verse 11. They searched the scriptures daily to see if those things were so. They were more noble than the Thessalonians because that's what they did. They searched the scriptures daily to see if what Paul said was so. Acts 17.11. So we're up to Admiral Byrd's trip right after the war in 1945. Whatever it is, you know, could be a whole bunch of stuff. But he comes back and gives an interview. And you can go listen to that interview and see if I'm making it up about this is this this thing this and it's got everything, man. It's got everything down there. All the coal, uranium, all this, all these resources, natural resources, just waiting for the pickings. And according to them, it's bigger than the United States of America. Enough for enough natural resources for the world. Great Britain's down there to start with. America's down there. Russia's down there. Why do they all pack up and leave? Hmm? Why doesn't BP or uh, any of the rest of the big oil companies go down there and start getting some of those resources? Why doesn't the natural greed of man take hold? What is it that makes that place out of bounds. Come to your own conclusion, but always filter it through the Word of God. Anyway, the World War II is over, and then this is the point I've been wanting to get to ever since we started this series, because there's more happens from 1945 to the present than happened in the previous 4,000 years as far as it comes to deception, as far as it comes to the great deception that would believe the lie, a lie in the very end times that talks about in Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 17 and Luke 21. From 1945, you can tack everything back there. Not just because I was born a little bit after that and grew up during this period of time, but you people are right in the smack middle of it yourself. I should have mentioned back in the First World War, after that was over when they broke up the Ottoman Empire, they established the Balfour Declaration. Great Britain was in charge of that. Set up, quote, unquote, Israel as a state again. When did they, those Edomites, move in by the droves and it started to be a nation? Brother David? Uh, 21, 1921? No, 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 no. 
Balfour Declaration was in 1916, I believe. Yeah, something like that, 16, 17, 18. In that period of time back there after the First World War, mm-hmm. when they broke up the Ottoman Empire. That's where Iraq came out of, and, and it was Transjordan. Now it's just Jordan, Saudi Arabia. That used to not exist, folks. Some of you folks don't even know that. That did not, it used to not even exist. Those states over there where all the trouble continues to go on. What else happened in the 1940s? The atomic bomb. See, you're going to get out there and start studying some of the stuff I talked about, and let me give you a warning right now. And I'm going to go ahead, we're going to go ahead and end the program for tonight right here in the 1940s because we've got a buku to go. But let me give you this warning. You're going to run across a lot of people that's got a lot of good stuff out there. Good facts. And they're going to, everything they're going to be, yeah, that's true, that's true. And then you're going to see, they'll even use the Word of God to start with. And then in the end, they'll leave the book. They'll leave the book and go off in a different direction. They won't stick with the book even though they'll use it to prove their point. They'll holler about uh, deferring to another authority or NASA or the governments or the military, but yet when it comes to sticking with the book, they'll defer back to the beliefs of the ones they just got through telling you not to bow your knee to their authority. Here's a good example of how people can be easily twisted and to follow a lie. In we were just talking about the Balfour Declaration there in World War One, and uh, in the book Facts Are Facts by Benjamin H. Friedman, he goes into he was a um, upper echelon Jewish businessman, and he hobnobbed with the elite of the elite. And he wrote the facts are the facts, where he an expose of what goes on behind the scenes and how the Jewish cabal pretty much run the world. And what he did, the what this cabal did was they went to Britain, who was losing the war, and they were within about a week or two of absolute having to declare that they were defeated and raised the white flag. They were out of food and armaments and everything. And this Jewish cabal said to them, well, you know what we'll do? We'll give you the United States on your side. And up to this time, the Americans were neutral, 90% behind Germany. Yeah, they were neutral. And yeah, well, many of them were behind Germany because the, the language of the United States was almost German. It lost out by one vote to English. Well, so that, anyway, that, that, I know that's what you that's what the history some of the history books say. That was the northeastern mm-hmm. part of the United States, okay? Okay. But, and by the way, during this period brother David's talking about, Hitler was man of the year on Life magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot and, of and, and a lot of the businesses like IBM, Coca-Cola, and some of the IB Farben, 
some of the big <clears throat> industrial uh, giants in America supported Hitler even during the war. Yes, and they were hoping that Germany would win the war. Now, when they uh, made this agreement and they got the President of the United States and everyone to back them, what they did was they went out every newspaper, on the radio, and then they had a boycott of all German products. No store could sell any. And night and day bombarding, you know, Germany, the Huns coming in and babysitting, uh, bayoneting babies and all this nonsense. And within weeks, they turned the American public's idea around from supporting Germany that the Germany was a bunch of Huns, heathen, that needed to be defeated for the sake of the common people. That's Hollywood Jewish propaganda. That's exactly what that was. No foundation in the word. None whatsoever. Those that did didn't have a chance to speak out. Where were they going to speak? All the radio stations and everything were controlled, but the common people, they didn't know the word enough and have a belief in God enough to anchor them to see that this was a lie. That's right. And they turned around and agreed to give the land of Palestine to, well, the British did, and for, to get the Americans on their side, and then they won the war. Yep. And folks, listen. If there's a state of Israel, it belongs to Hebrews. All right? It belongs to true Israelites. Out of their own mouth, in their own dictionaries, in their own encyclopedias, they tell you that they are not Hebrews. So if they're not Hebrews, they're not Israelites, folks. Okay? Amen. And that's just. You can go look it up for yourself if any of the downloaders doubt what I'm saying. They'll tell you it's incorrect to call them a Hebrew. They're not. They're Edomites. If we don't have an anchor, we can be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Amen, every brother. Every lying spirit coming up with some fancy-sounding mind weapon to control us and not founded on the word they well, would never have bought that lie whenever america quit becoming a bible reading people they became deceived period mm-hmm. that te- y'all have heard me scream about television you heard me scream about the media that's why that that's exactly why I rem- and, and I praise God that I was taught by a professor that uh, that understood that part of it, a full-blooded German from Germany, okay? He understood that. He I've made mention of it before. He On his birthday, he used to dress, dress up in an SS uniform, okay? But, he would, but even him, he was deceived into believing that those people over there were really Israelites. They don't even call themselves Israelites. They're Israeli. They're telling you in the name they're lying. Mm, and people yeah. don't even catch it. People don't even catch it. But anyway, I didn't mean this to be bashing about that. It's got, that's, that's, that's part of the deception. That's part of it. 
But that's not. Yes, uh, I just brought that up because it's such a big one, and it's so clear, and a lot of people use it, but they don't use it in the way that they should, that it's because they weren't founded and grounded in the Word. That's why they were so easily deceived. Absolutely, and and there is, like I, what, I was, what I was warning you folks about is when you do check out this stuff, you're going to find some good stuff out there, but you're going, you're going to find leaven mixed with it is what I'm trying to say. Where they they'll use the word of God. Oh, this is about God. This is it's uh, you never hear about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's always God this, God this, God that, God this. Never about the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of them even they'll they'll use the Bible to start with, and they'll jump off into New Age, the seven chakras, all this crap. Okay, they won't stick to the true word of God. Now there's some out there that do, but I'm just warning you folks. Okay. There's a lot of good stuff that I would post and let you, but I don't, I don't recommend it because of that very thing. You have to be careful. The greatest lies that's ever been pulled is sandwiched between two truths, folks. 98% truth, 2% lie, a little leaven leavens a whole lump. Anyway, next program, Lord willing, this coming Monday night, we will... Um, Pick up with this in the 40s, and we will take it from the first nuclear blast. We'll take it to Roswell. We'll take it from the, the media jumping behind it and pushing this agenda that's been going on, and we'll take it right up to the present, Lord willing. Anything you want to add, Brother David? Uh, no. Uh, do you want me to give your contact information? Yes, you sure can, Brother, after I dismiss us in a word of prayer. Certainly. Okay. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd take the scriptures that's been read tonight, Father. Um, may the Holy Spirit take them, use them for your honor and glory, Father. The words that's been said tonight, Father, if there be any untruth or falsehood in anything that's been said, I, I pray that you bring it out and make it clear, Father. Make it clear to me, Brother David, or especially make it clear to the listeners, Father. And uh, we don't want any deception here. We want the truth, Father, and we know thy word is truth. And may we always defer to your book and the Holy Spirit instead of ever deferring to some authority out there, some man-made authority or an authority figure out there, or if God, for you forbid that we would ever go with the majority. We'll give you all the honor and the praise, Father, for everything that you do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray these things, and for his sake alone, amen and amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, contact for Don Spears Ministry. Telephone number 334-397-2333. Email one word, joydon1953. That's joydon1953 at yahoo.com. Address 3155 Louisville Street. Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama. That's Clio, C-L-I-O, Alabama, 36017. Okay, folks, Lord willing, we will see you um, Monday night, and then after the Monday night program, we will, the next program, unless something changes, will be the, the Monday week, be a week from this coming Monday after Monday night's program. Anyway, God bless each and every one of you, and Lord willing, we will see you Monday night. Appreciate it, Brother Dave. You did a good job, brother.
Good night, Pastor Don. Good night, Good night, all. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.